Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Hello, everyone. This is Travis. This is Bill. How you guys doing? uh, We are here at Lone Star State Cigar. An honor, actually. You can't see him in the camera, but uh, the owner of the shop is here today, Kale. So let's give it up for Kale at Lone Star State Cigar. We're so glad he's here. We're so glad he's here. We cannot thank you enough, Kale, for your support and your uh, letting us get in here and make this happen. So um, this morning, I was um, driving my daughter to school. And uh, I had an open coffee mug, like one of the known legacy mugs. Why don't you lift that up real quick? Yeah. that look, In fact, it was just like that, which if you don't have your mug currently, you should get one. You should get one. And uh, so we have this known legacy mug. I don't mug. know if I have any way to get them right now, but I can get them. We can take orders. Oh, yeah. We can oh, yeah. take orders. Well, here's the, this is what I would say. You send us two dozen apple cider donuts, and I'll throw in a mug. I'll pay for the mug. It's I will like return a mug to you. Yeah. So we're still waiting for those donuts. Um, and uh, just so you know, the season's coming to an end. So we, we want them yeah. fresh. We don't want January apple cider donuts. No, we need them now. We, we need them now. Like I love that this has become our today. thing. Today. Like other people have major social issues. <laughs> Ours is apple cider donuts. First world problems. So anyways, I'm stuff. driving my daughter to school. And, uh, you know, I, I have that mug and it's open. There's no lid or anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I put it on the uh, the dashboard. You know, when she's she's learning how to drive. So I put it on the dashboard, buckle up and everything else. And, you know, it's steaming up and, and it's making the window like all fogged up and everything mm-hmm. in that one area. That and I was remind, remembered like that was how my mom and dad would have to carry their coffee everywhere they'd go. Like my dad had this like sandbag, that that like holder that that hung out. Yeah. You remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so we're driving, and and you know, or on like the window there was one that you could like the hook plastic on your one. Yes, yeah, which wasn't as good as the sandbags. No, because it was cheap plastic, and you put anything in there over like six ounces of liquid, and the thing like hangs at an angle, exactly. and it would like spill everywhere. It was yes, miserable. It's terrible. And all of a sudden, I realized like, oh my god. My daughter will never know what it is to have a car with no cup holder. <laughs> like, do you remember the <laughs> That's first true. car? That's very true. The first car I, we ever had as a family with a cup holder, and I think it was one, maybe two cup holders, we thought, oh my God, this is amazing. This is the best invention ever. I know. And now cars come with like, you can fit four people, but there's 12 cup there's holders. Like tw- there's like one on the door, one on the side, right. one in something back. It's funny because they, they replaced the giant back window that you could sleep on with <laughs> cup holders. I don't know if I like that. Right. I'll take the back window. When you would stop, your your parents would stop quick, and if you'd fall off the back, that was the best. Those were good times. Those yeah, were good times. My, I think I think it was a Chevy Caprice or so. I don't know. It was a big old car. I was a little kid, big yellow car, and my dad had it where you could sleep in the back. Like you get on the back window, especially in the summer, it was like warm and you'd fall asleep. And so, yeah, anyways. Yeah. So you're right. There, but that didn't have any cup holders at all. No. None. And she'll never know. Like, times have changed so much. Like, I remember, like, we would go to, this was a, a, a really important conversation, actually, my wife and I had, because it was when DVD players started getting into cars, too. And we were having yeah. kids at about the same time. And, and we remembered growing up, when we would go on long, long road trips, you would just play the alphabet game, and you would play color the- Color forms. Yeah, color, and you would do all this stuff. And- and it wasn't until um, we realized that my daughter was strapped into a car seat, unable to move for four hours, that we're like, oh, the DVD player makes sense now. Yeah. Because when we were growing up, you could move. 
Like you could go yeah, you to could. like I, there were times I slept on the floorboard of the yeah. car yeah. all along, or I'd sleep on the back windowsill, or I'd sleep wherever. Yeah. And now they're like strapped in; they can't even move. <laughs> Five point harness. Yeah, you know. I mean, they are dialed <laughs> in. Crazy. Which is great safety. I yeah, get it. you know it's good. It's just it does change the dynamics. I remember when I was a kid, I would look up out the window and like the trees in the fall. And I'm like, oh, the world's upside down. It's all the root systems and all that kind of stuff. Because you were so bored that you found yourself in there. So I guess times are changing. Yes. Times they are changing. Thank you, Robert Zimmerman. What's his name? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. What's his real name? I think it's Robert Zimmerman. Really? Yeah. He did really good. I'm proud of you. I should have, like, played that off better. Because I feel like I just lost a bunch of street cred with some guys. No way, man. You did great. Thanks. I mean, that's Bob Dylan. You're so positive. I am trying to be positive right now. <laughs> In such a world full of darkness, we need some positivity. <laughs> it is a dark world. Man, if there's nothing else, we hope that you get from this podcast some laughter some perspective and maybe just a reminder that um, in, in the midst of a very dark world from time to time, you can still find joy. You know, you can actually find it. This is a cool ply. You can actually find it on knownlegacy.org. <laughs> Not really, but I just wanted to say, <laughs> check us out on social media under Known Legacy, and uh, I mean, we'd love to hear from you and all of your uh, desire to bring us cider donuts. Absolutely. Info at knownlegacy.org. I always want to say .com. That's okay. Send us emails, questions, comments, concerns. We if love you're them. really mad at us, don't use all caps. And um, <laughs> in fact, if you could just translate it into a different language so we would look at it and go, oh, it's spam, and then just delete it, because... I don't need that stuff in my life. <laughs> I don't need that negativity. Right. In fact, I'll even go this far. If you find whatever we're doing very offensive, thank you. You're welcome. Move on. <laughs> move on. Just move on. I don't think it is offensive, you know, but but maybe you do. And, we're having fun. And, right. Absolutely. It's absolutely. been good. So th- times have changed. Yes. And, and um, you know, been reading a bunch uh, lately, particularly about Fortnite, because my kids are addicted to Fortnite. And um, I know that the like Facebook and Snapchat and all those companies are kind of having some conversations with the government about, you know, doing what companies are supposed to do, whatever they can to get you to become a loyal customer of their product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the problem is, is that they've figured out the brain science, and so they've actually wired and uh, made their products um, addictive through colors that they're using. Wow. Through you know, I mean, who doesn't get a little bit jazzed when you get a thumb up? You know, or or you, you put something out there and like your Fortnite video from a few few weeks ago. And hey, I had fun it, with that one. We'll send that one out again. Yeah, and, we'll shoot it out again. And, uh, it, you know, it feels good when all of a sudden you're like going, 30 people liked it and it's gotten shared seven times. And look yeah, at the yeah, comment yeah. thread and everyone's happy and everything. And yeah. we, we, we become, Most people are happy. Some weren't. We okay. become addicted to it. And unfortunately, we allow. Let me rephrase that. I often will allow that stuff to influence my view of myself or my self-worth in ways that's really not healthy at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not healthy at all. Like, this person who is 5,000 miles away or 2,000 miles away... Who could care less? Oh, that was great. I've never met the person. I'll never see them again. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I've given them emotional control over me, and they're way off in distant land. And and isn't that great? And and the same thing can happen when someone comes in and you're like, you're an idiot. You can't even spell right. Well, I know I can't spell right, but now I feel like an idiot. And... It's just it's, it's how it happens. It is amazing how much we've allowed addiction to rule, you know, and we even see to talk to a lot of parents. And I think this conversation has come up a lot even with us uh, is just the Fortnite issue. And this is just one thing. Fortnite's it's bigger than the Fortnite issue, but we'll we'll start there. You know, a couple weeks ago, we decided to do like a a technology free couple of weeks. No, when I mean that <laughs> time. 
I think the word I just heard out of your mouth was weeks. Like, not hours. Yeah. Not days. Yeah. But you actually said technology-free weeks. Weeks. So you're insane. So so yeah, it was. No, you're you're literally, <laughs> like, you're an evil person. I like how could you do that to your children? I am the Antichrist. Like, like you. Well, we knew the Antichrist was going to come as a ginger. It's in the translations. It's in. Yeah. And and now we've put a face to it. The face is Bill. Um, Ta da. <laughs> And but literally, you you were able to do that. Yeah. Well. Okay. So so first thing, me and my wife sat down, and she was like, "This is getting out of control." Because you know, like parents, you know, you know what I'm talking about when you ask your kids, "Hey, come come to dinner." You know, we, I talked about it in in the video. It's kind of what I think spawned some of our conversation was. Every time we'd want to do dinner together, it was like, "Okay, one more minute, five more minutes, or whatever it was," and we would we'd start this conversation slash argument that would end up with everybody mad at the table by the time and we're like. <laughs> Stabbing at our chicken and like just get to. I can't believe we had the fight to get it. And a then scene it just, from from the Incredibles where he's like, and he cuts through the and plate. Through, and, and, oh, exactly. Yeah. And so I think um, I need you to engage, Bob. Is this engaging? Would you engage? And so, and but I'm not strong enough to lift up the table with my, you know, whatever. Anyway. You're the Antichrist. You're not the super Antichrist. I, 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 super Antichrist. <laughs> and so, so, anyways, I'm not the. I'm just, <laughs> I, again. If you are very upset with our podcast, <laughs> we know why. <laughs> so anyway, so 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 we decided to take two weeks Bill, and uh, the Antichrist. Yeah, exactly. We so you should book weeks. us for a known legacy conference. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, come watch the. So, so so anyways, go back to the sorry, the, the, the important story that's that we're supposed to be talking so, about right now. So we decided to take two weeks off, but it was amazing how much fight was in that. And then the reason I did is because, you know, all summer, you know, we'll, we'll go to work and we'll come home and I feel like my son and daughter have not moved off the no. couch. I mean, I'm like, did you guys have, had, did you have breakfast? No. Did you have lunch? No. And all they had was like, they had like, you know, goldfish <laughs> that they brought over. Piled just crumbs. The t- exactly. Everywhere. And they're just staring at their screens and, and I'm like. And the dog after licking up all the crumbs like, is just like comatose. He's like, oh, he's, like, he's in diabetic he's shock. Like, I've had too many carbs today, you know. <laughs> right. But, but. So so we decided to kind of to look into this Fortnite thing because, man, we just saw an attitude. But then we heard a rumble from every parent right. who dealt with Fortnite. I've not talked to one parent whose kid you know listens you know does Fortnite that their kid isn't more zombie esque. Yeah, and yeah. so 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 I was looking up some stats and I realized you know um, eighty million people play Fortnite. Eighty million 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 million. Hmm. And, it's really not that much money anymore. No, doctor. it's not anymore. But it's one, one million. Anyways, if you don't know what we're talking about, you're lucky. So, um, so eighty million people play. Again, Fortnite. send your comments to info at knownlegacy.org. Exactly. No, no. But but I, the article that caught my eye was that it says that Fortnite is more addicting and more addictive than heroin because of the nature of, of how it it processes through through a child's mind. And so so I looked at it. It's like wow, like. So we started, I started reading this article, and then I read that over 200 marriages have been have been destroyed because of Fortnite, because of a video game. Right. Okay, so I'm going to push on that just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go for it. Because I don't want this to be a, a, a hate Fortnite, because no, th- that's no, no. not what our, our goal is. Correct. And I'd wager to bet if you were to go into those marriages, there was something else going on. There was more. It's just that Fortnite was the tool available at that time. Correct, correct. To make that happen. Now, the challenge is, 
the tool is so seductive and so enticing that it's hard to break from it. Because again, Correct. okay, so brain science real quick. We all have a chemical, it's called dopamine, right? Yeah. And dopamine kicks in whenever we're highly excited, we have a success. Um, it's different than adrenaline, which affects the entire body. This is just purely a chemical that drops into the brain when something good happens. Now the problem yeah. is dopamine doesn't really, um, it's amoralic, uh, moralic? it's amoral. I will say that amoral means it doesn't have amoralic a, 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 sounds good. Thank you very much. It's a new word. <laughs> Did you pontificate that? Back in the swamp, I was thinking about dopamine, and I got me some amoralic. Oh gosh. So, anyways, it's a it's amoral, meaning yeah, there it does not have a sense or does not create a sense of right and wrong. All it does is it rewards the mind and the synapse in the brain, and says you should do this again. Yeah, you should do this. I again. like that. Let's right. do it again. So uh, one of the things that brain science says is is uh, intimate touch is one of those times that dopamine is released. Mm. And so when you give a hug, like an extended hug, not like a hey, how you doing, buddy? You know, you do the the weird guy like a church youth pastor side hug. Right, right. The like, tea hug is what we call it. That's that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is um, like like th th it's the same chemical that's released when you do drugs. Mm -hmm. That's that's what those drugs are designed to do is to figure out ways chemically to induce to drop or replace dopamine, and dopamine is so addictive that drugs that do that most effectively become highly addictive, right? Wow. And so um, what they're saying is technology has been able to tap into that same dopamine drop, wow. and it's creating an addictive behavior. Fortnite by itself is not addictive. But what Fortnite does within the brain, just like for some of us, shopping can do in the brain. Yeah. When you go and yeah. you get a great deal, you know, and you're like going, yeah, I just, I just messed over that company because I got myself not just 20% up, but 20% off of 20%. And then I got a $10 discount. I made money on this deal that I just spent $5,000 on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same dopamine. And you can become addicted to that, and then that becomes the driving force of your existence. And that's what we're saying about Fortnite. Yeah, that's is the that, bigger picture. That, and it could be, in a year, it's going to be a different video game. Correct. And, and, and in another year, it's going to be a different video game. The issue isn't the video game. The issue is how effective technology companies have become yeah. at doing what they were designed to do, get eyes on the product, get people engaged, and keep them engaged as long as possible to make billions and billions of dollars. And that's no harm of them. Man, they're, kudos to them. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. Make it happen. Well, so I think, so I think the bigger picture we kind of look at is, is the idea of addiction. And we used, we used Fortnite because it's the relevant topic right now. In fact, I, re I read one thing that was the addiction was so strong in one house that they, they had pulled these teenagers. And one teenager actually confessed that he continued to play Fortnite knowing that there was a tornado in his neighborhood. Wow. So, so, so the idea isn't just, isn't just okay, let's, let's, let's get rid of Fortnite, but let's, let's look at the bigger picture as parents and go, how do, we, how do we help parent through addiction? Right. See, because I'm even guilty of it to myself. You know, there were times, especially in the summer, or at the end of the day, you're tired, and it's quiet in the house. Right. And you're like, and even in selfish, I'm like, well, I can find myself enjoying a little, little peace and quiet. My kids are doing something because they're quiet. They're at the age where quiet doesn't necessarily mean bad. 
you know, when they're when they're three and four, and it's like, wait, 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 there's no noise, anything. like you know, and so so I think that's that's the element of like, so even in myself, I'm like, oh, they're they're quiet, they're enjoying yourselves. Then I right. realize three hours have passed and they haven't moved from that spot, right? And they've got like bed sores because they haven't ever <laughs> moved from, and so so they're sitting there. So so it's the idea of being addicted because it wasn't even at that period. It was when we wanted them to stop that, and the response we got was almost dare I say, demonic when you look right. at them. Parents know what I'm talking about when it's like, get off, like, no! And it's like, I am Venom. You know, like, like the Venom <laughs> mask comes over, like, ah, rah, rah. And yeah. you're just like, what in the world? And so, so it, it's how do we deal with this issue? How do, we, how do we walk through this as parents and help discipline right. through this issue? Because my immediate response is, get rid of it. Absolutely, and I would agree with you. And, 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 and that's, I think in the short term, you can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and um, but if you've ever dealt with, and so the fact that you're talk, we're talking about addiction, I think we have to broaden our understanding of that addiction because we think addiction yeah. is immediately like a, a illicit drug yeah. you know, or an alcohol because those are the touch points that we've had growing up. Yeah. Culture's changed. Kids don't have, you know, kids, kids will never know what a busy signal is on their phone. Yeah. Times have changed. We got to get over that. So we have to broaden our understanding of what addiction is and understand that just keeping them from addiction or, or removing that from them um, doesn't always solve the bigger problem. Because yeah. at the bottom line, sin, that's the issue, sin is addictive. It is sweet to the flesh and it draws us in. And if we're not careful, it could be shopping. It could be... Uh, coveting it could be lying it could be gossip it could be you name it sin is a job is to draw us in yeah. and i think kill the very first command that god gave us if you look at adam and eve in the bible what was the very first command that they gave out adam and eve god gave adam and eve be fruitful and multiply right and for years i've always thought oh he's telling them to have sex he's not I'm not done with my song yet. Okay. Anyways. And what I realized is after a conversation that I had with a friend of mine um, is uh, the, the being fruitful and multiply is better understood like this. Being fruitful. If, if, if Let's unpack that yeah, phrase. Yeah. Being fruitful. The fruit of a tree. Is the fruit of the tree for the tree or for something else? It's for yeah. something else. Right? Something else. So the heart of being fruitful is the heart of serving. It's about being for something else, serving something else, yeah. being a benefit or a blessing to others. You know, that's what the fruit of the tree is for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now, whether it be producing another tree because the seed is in there and it, the same fruit, right? And, and so what God is saying is, I want you to be a servant to others. That's what f- true fruitfulness yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is serving others. In a marriage relationship, you know it's a great relationship when both people are serving each other. Yeah, they're they're no longer there for themselves. They're serving each other, and the fruitful part, or excuse me, the multiply part, is how are you increasing your capacity and your ability to serve others? Yeah. Now, if you as a married couple um, are, are dialed in, following God, understanding the forgiveness and the grace that God has offered you, and you're serving other people, then part of that is like have more kids. Have more kids that they're going to have years at your feet learning the exact same postures that you're modeling for the world, yeah. but in a more intimate way, and, and continue to train them how to be fruitful and multiply, how yeah. to serve and care and connect with others in a way that that benefits others. The problem with addiction, and I don't care what the, what the addiction is, yeah. the problem with addiction is it turns you into yourself. Yeah. It, it gives you... Um, I don't want to say rescue. It gives you um, an escape. 
Yeah, that's a better word. From others. Um, and I know, you know, my kids always say, but I'm playing with my friends and I'm, I'm connecting with my friends. I'm like, really? You started at 8 a.m. I was gone most of the day. I came back and you're still on and you haven't had lunch. And that whole time you were connecting with your friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't happening. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's, it, it's kind of going the balance of it. Like, so how do we do this? Because we live in a different world where you don't want to just say, go outside and play. Because reality is the world's different. Even now when you send your kid out. Their friends are on their computers. Right. And so, I mean, we've even had it where some days, like, the friends are all hanging out at the house, like, hey, can we all go to our houses so we can play this game together? And I'm like, this makes no sense. But that's when I realized it's trying to work through this because, you know, okay, so how do we help fix this situation? My kid just plays all the time on this or, or whatever it is. And, again, I'm going back to this Fortnite thing of, like, how do, we, how do we discipline through this without just going, no, because when I was a kid, it was taken away, and, and it wasn't my entire lifeblood. It wasn't my source of all connection. Right. So we're trying to bring it from addiction to entertainment and engagement. That's the verses. So addiction versus entertainment and engagement. Right. So, so even for us, we were off for, for like two weeks and we're, we're not experts at this and I'm failing forward as I do this. But we noticed that when we, we pulled them away from it, we were proactive as parents to go, we're going to talk about this. So we weren't just like, get away, you figure this out. Now there's certain times Boredom is okay. We we have a friend who said it's good for their it's good for kids to be bored. Dude, that's where creativity happens. There's more and more there's more and more brain science coming out that that says boredom is actually not just important but essential. Yeah, for brain development, for dumping of ideas and thoughts. Yeah, and just laying down and looking at the clouds. You know that yeah. those old nostalgic moments where you would see that. Yeah, th- they're saying like that's that's essential for developmental. De, you know, for develops creativity, right? Absolutely, yeah. and, and a whole host of other things, yes, right? Yeah, but but we have a culture that sees boredom as bad, as a negative, and so they're constantly trying to be entertained, and 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 just removing them and saying no, that's bad is not the way to go. Correct. So continue on. So it's kind of creating a conversation of of getting coming. So everything we're trying to do here with known legacy, with what we do, is, is pulling back out to the thirty thousand foot view. It isn't just. Here's the immediate problem. But let's look at the bigger picture because if we get rid of Fortnite, something else is going to fill that addictive void. So if we can just look at the bigger picture of how do I help my kid not be addictive? You know, we have a certain amount of time in our life to shoot the arrow the way that we need to. Right. And if we can help them as a younger child or, or as a young teenager to walk through this a little bit to go, this is what it looks like for addic- you know, for actually addiction. Right. And then this is what entertainment and like engagement looks like. So even for us, some, some of the rules that we've set up is, are you truly, are you online with your friend? Right. I can hear you conversing with you, with your friend on here. And then it's like, so, so then, then I'll, then I'll hear him go, I'll hear him go kind of like ghost on me. I'm like, are your friends on? No. I'm like, okay, you have 30 minutes. Right. Which goes back to being fruitful, multiplying. Yes. Being fruitful is connecting, engaging and you're serving your friends. your friends. Yes. Absolutely. And if you're no longer being fruitful, then something might be wrong. Correct. And so, so if we can stop them from isolating themselves, which yes. at that point is just as bad. Some would, would fight me on this just as bad as pornography as when a 15 year old locks himself in his room and watches pornography. He goes in the same cycle, the same downward uh, th- idea of this is about me. Just like you said, they're not being fruitful. They're, they're, they're not helping to multiply anything. They're just meeting their, what is a perceived need right. in a completely wrong way. And so it's the same thing with sitting on Fortnite for hours and hours and hours. And people are like, well, they're not in trouble. Like, no, no, they are still filling a void. Right. I remember my old pastor in New York, and I, I might have said it last week, is, but, but he would say, sin at itself is not stealing cookies from the cookie jar. It's believing that those cookies are going to bring you more joy than God will. 
So if we say that again, sin, that's brilliant. It's, sin, yeah, it's not mine. That's why it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So sin at its core is not stealing cookies from the cookie jar. It's believing that those cookies are going to fill, fill the void that God, only God can. Wait, which was the conversation with Adam and Eve in the, de- in the uh, garden. Yes. The, the, the yes. taking of the apple and eating it wasn't the sin. It was the idea that that apple or that fruit, whatever it was, yeah. is going to make you God because it's going to give you knowledge of wisdom. Correct. Instead of saying, no, 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 the one who created all this is the only place we can truly find wisdom. And so I think that that's our, that's our goal. So, so as you navigate this parents, as we navigate through the addiction, the current one being Fortnite, as we navigate through this to whatever the next one is having a game plan, like what does it look like to go, God, you know, addiction is honestly just isolation and selfishness. And then entertainment is just most of when you are truly entertained, you get refreshed. Right. You get energized. And when you get engagement, you actually have interaction. You're actually spending time with people. So looking at yourself and helping your kids to say, well, see this, this is just you in your world. Right. This isn't healthy. In fact, I remember uh, reading something years ago about, I think it, I think it was uh, in Japan, there's actually like detox weeks that parents take their kids and they pull them away from these games because they're on them for 12, 15 hours. These kids are passing out at the computer because they're not stopping. Right. But they have no interaction with anybody. So they've created this world and this paradigm that is all about them and their needs. Right. And when I mean needs, their perceived needs versus learning how to interact with people. Right. And then having some kind of engagement. So, so I, I would, I would, I would kind of throw this out there that there are times and seasons when you need to protect your kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to throw this out there. And again, uh, info at knownlegacy.org. So if you want to get mad at me, get mad at me. It breaks my heart. Two things that I think absolutely should be stopped today. And if you as a family are doing these things, stop it. Just stop it. Number one is when I see the family with a young child in a, in a, a stroller and that young child has a camera or a video or a phone right in front of them. And the whole time they're going wherever in their stroller, they're just watching whatever latest Disney channel mm-hmm. TV show is on there. And I get it. As a parent, you're like going, I just want me time. I just want some time by myself yeah. to connect with my girlfriend. So I'm going to put this box of entertainment in front of our kids. You're killing your kids. Mm. Because time in the stroller to just look and observe, there are things that are happening cognitively that you can't understand that need to happen cognitively. And by putting a little video screen in front of their face that they yeah. can choose whatever they want to, to feed whatever need they have at that moment, is not allowing them to grow to understand what it is to be fruitful and multiply. Number two, mm-hmm. so if, if you're the parent that's using the, the phone at a very young age as a distraction and they're always on the iPad or they're always on the phone, you've got to stop. You've yeah, got to. Him. The other one is this. Dude, if I had a restaurant and I opened it today, I would ban every single cell phone. Like I would say, oh, you want a table? It's going to be a 15 minute wait. Please give me, I will give you this pager and you give me your phone as soon as um, you get your table, because this is about eating food and connecting with others, not freaking being entertained. And it breaks my heart when you see mom and dad at the table and three kids, and the three kids are all on their phone, not engaging with anyone around them. They're just on their phone for that entire meal. We are, yeah. so, so those are the protecting times. Like you gotta protect your kids from some of just being hedonistic and just giving into, yeah. it's all about me. Yeah, you know what? You'll probably have a few meltdowns in restaurants. Yeah. And you might actually have to be a parent and say, you know what? Your behavior is unacceptable. I'm taking you out to the car and we're going to deal with discipline when we get home. Yeah. You might have to do that. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But at a certain age, you need to shift from that protecting to preparing them. Yeah. And, and I like what you said. And you kind of hinted at it. And I want to push on that just a little bit. Is um, b- protecting your kid. So you, you banned technology 
or, or you had a vacation from technology. That's a better way to put it. Yeah, for two yeah, weeks. Yeah. yeah. You didn't just tell them to go figure it out. You intentionally had some proactive activities to replace yes. that time with. We, so it's yeah. not just like go figure it out, which most kids don't have the ability or the social network is to go figure it out. Yeah. You as a parent have to be creative and saying, okay, instead of spending four nights, uh, four hours on nor- uh, Fortnite, we're going to go for a hike. Yeah, we'll go for a walk or, 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 hey, you know, I noticed that you like to draw. <laughs> Try this out. Here's this. Like, I'd love to see this. Or, hey, uh, whatever instrument they play or whatever other number. Or, hey, can any of your friends be a part of going out and riding bikes or whatever we get? But trying to help give them something to be proactive. And then there's just moments that it's like, okay. No one can do anything. Figure it out. Like, right. Figure it out. Go up and hang out in your room or do this. Or even if, even if as a family, we did something to get like, right. oh, we're going to watch this show together because it's so many needs at the same time. Again, same thing. I'm watching Netflix. You know, one of them's on a, on, on a phone watching another show. The other one's on their computer playing a game. And it's like, wait a minute, we're all in the same room, but we're all not doing anything together. Right. So we are, we are present as we're not present. Right. And so I think... For us to, to kind of begin to wrap this up, it's going creating a conversation, having a game plan of, of what it looks like for my child if I take this away because we're dealing with the addiction, not the actual element right. of Fortnite. It's the addictive uh, response that they get from that. Right. So so a very practical way for me, when my daughter at sixth grade, she got mm-hmm. her, her first phone. And, and I don't know if that was right. I don't know if that was wrong. It was just what we did. And um, I got my monthly report, and she had sent out like – like a thousand plus text messages. Wow. It was pretty over the top. Yeah. And I think it was actually in the three thousands. I mean, it was obnoxious, wow. the amount. And, uh, and a lot of it's group texts and everything else, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I, my first reaction was like, well, thank God we have unlimited group texting or texting. <laughs> my second thought was like, I'm going to throw the hammer at her. And then finally wiser, cooler thoughts prevail. I was like, no, 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 no. Just show her. I bet she has no idea. So I sat and I was like, Look at last month. How many text messages do you think you sent? She goes, oh, I don't know, maybe a few hundred, maybe, maybe, maybe 500. I mean, I don't know, maybe five. I was like, no, it's more. I didn't send a thousand. Yeah, more. What? So it was a self-discovery. Yeah. And and she instinctively was like, oh my gosh, that was a lot. I was like, Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is a lot. That, that's a lot. And I think the same thing can happen with kids. So, so um, yeah. like, um, there's tons of apps out there, and we're not going to name them all. There's tons of apps out there that you can put on your phone to guard yeah, your kid from certain things. Yes. And by all means, again, protecting. You need yeah. to protect your kid at, at innocence. But there's some other apps. Like, I know iPhone just released, and I'm sure Samsung and Google have had it for, you know, 35 years because they're always the first ones. But, but this new thing on the iOS 12, it's called Screen Time. And what I love about Screen Time is it just gives you – a mirror. And, and so to sit down with your child at the screen time and say, okay, how much time do you think you spent on Pinterest this today? Because you can see it for the week or you can see it for the, uh, the day. Oh, wow. and, it, and it tells you how much time your iOS device was engaged in that app. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and so, you know, they'll go, well, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe half hour, 20 minutes. Okay. Well, let's look. It says here you were engaged on that app for three hours. Oh, no way. I was like, well, from this time to this time, you were done on the app. What, what were you doing? Oh, my gosh. It was. So part of it is earlier on inviting them in the conversation. Wow. Just don't yell at them. Yeah. And saying, is, is this, do you, you know, 
do you think that this is being fruitful and multiplying, spending three hours on Pinterest, looking at what other people have creatively done? Yeah. Or do you think maybe you can spend 15 minutes or get inspired and then get off your butt and do it? And do it. I got tools in my garage. Use them. Go make it happen. You know? And if you don't know how to use them, I'll teach you how to do it. So I think as a parent, and this is Bill and I, as both of our hearts, um, man, parents, it is harder now than ever. We get it. Yeah. But there's no excuse. We got to engage and we got to earlier than later. And I think age 10, most kids are able yeah. to start to engage in that yeah, yeah, and hold yeah. up that mirror and say, and, 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 and if they're having a hard time saying, well, no, I think seven hours on Pinterest is okay. Then you as a parent go, no, we need to reset what's okay and what's not okay. Yeah. So I'm going to put some boundaries on here and we're going to see what that looks like. Yeah. Right. But if your child is, is, is getting into that self-awareness and getting in that maturity, they're going to know seven hours on Pinterest is not good and healthy. They just had no idea. Yeah. They just had no idea. Microsoft, um, and I know Xbox, and I'm sure PlayStation and all of them do, have the exact same thing. They'll, they'll send you, you can set it up in their profiles that Microsoft will send you a report that says, here's the games they were playing, here's how long they played it for each day, and here's some of the websites that they searched when they were there, and if there's any questionable content, we'll send you a text message immediately, or an wow. email immediately. So there's tons of tools out yeah, there's there. there's ways to, yeah. And if you don't know how to use a tool, Google it. It's amazing there's YouTube how fast videos. you can yeah. learn, yeah. But the excuse of ignorance is no longer available. We have to be able to track it, and share it, and help kids realize, oh, I gotta get this under control. Yeah, you know, and so with that, there, there's a couple of verses that come to mind. John 10, 10, we've talked about it a lot. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. God came to give life. Right. As we have these bigger conversations and a game plan. And what's life? Being fruitful and multiplying. Correct. And so, so it's this idea of, okay, God, leaving this at the feet of the Father. So maybe today you don't go home and go, that's it. No more everything. We're going to start this over. It's you having a game plan and going, what is, what is workable? I work, you know, it, you know, if you're going, I work 7 to 5.30 every day. I'm not there to monitor them. I can't just have an absolute. I have to have a conversation and begin to say, what's my game plan for this? Right. So how am I going to speak life into this? That's the first question. How am I going to speak? What is my tangible goals of moving my child from, from this addictive element to, I mean, this is entertainment and this is engagement. Having some solid, this is what it looks like to entertain. It's right. different for every family. Right. But, but the key is make sure you and the wife are on the same page. Correct. Because you will get exhausted from trying to maintain that line. Yes. And it will be easy to compromise. But if you have two of you in there, you can rely on each other during that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of walk through that. And then the second verse I had was Romans 6.13. It says, do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have brought from death to life and your instruments for righteousness. So when I mean instruments, I mean everything, your mind, the fingers that your kids use, everything. And right. beginning to walk this idea of is what you're doing multiplying? Is it creating life? Right. Is it fruitful? And asking those, those harder, bigger questions, because it helps them begin to direct everything to do, not just this thing, but everything, is what I'm doing speaking life to people. Is it fruitful? And not just, is it fruitful because Jesus said it, but see why this is fruitful. Right. You spent eight hours yesterday on, on, on something. Minecraft. On some it game. was Minecraft yeah, before Minecraft. Fruit, yes. Fortnite. Exactly. So you were on Minecraft for like eight hours. You talked to no one and you're more miserable. And that's right. the reality. You're going to be more miserable. You may in yourself go, you can try to convince someone else, oh, I'm, I'm fulfilled. But we know in the deep hearts that there's a void there that, that they're trying to fill. So we as parents get the opportunity 
to navigate with these kids through this by giving them bigger picture. Right. Is this fruitful? Is it multiplying? Does it speak life? Because at some point, they're going to move out of the house, and they're going to have to have the, 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 uh, their ability to navigate them that on their own. Yeah. And they will need the wisdom to share it with their kids so that your grandkids are able to overcome and not succumb to the wills of the culture. Love you guys. I know this is a little bit longer one, but it was a good stuff. Um, man, from Bill and I here at Lone Star State Cigar Company, we say thank you for uh, checking us out. Info at knownlegacy.org if you have any problems, questions, or you want to dive deeper into the conversation. Yeah. And uh, we will see you guys later. Have a great day, y'all. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.